Welcome in to another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. I'm your host, D.P. Sidhu. So glad you could join us. It's week three, a big week ahead. We've got Charles Amenahu. He's coming off uh, his week two performance with a sack on Lamar Jackson. We talked to what he thought of his off-season program, how it's really contributed so far through the first two weeks of the season, and uh, what sort of conversations he and J.J. Watt have been having this year. They're very different from the ones that they had last year, according to J.J. Watt. I'm going to talk to him all about that. And speaking of J.J. Watt, it's going to be a Watt reunion on Sunday when all three Watt brothers take the field. It's not the first time this has happened in the NFL. It's actually the third time, the second time since 1927. Uh, Actually, the second time was just last year when the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills played. They were three of the Edmonds brothers that played in that same game. So while they're not uh, making history, it is a history-making game for the Watt family because it's the first time the three brothers have played against each other. It's the first time J.J. and T.J. have played against each other because the last time the Steelers were in town, uh, J.J. Watt was on IR. That was back in 2017. So first time for J.J. facing T.J. Watt's team and the first time for Deshaun Watson facing T.J. Watt's defense. So we're going to get into the entire matchup with Missy Matthews. She's covering the Steelers as a team reporter up there in Pittsburgh. I'll get her thoughts on the Watt family reunion and what the Steelers' defense brings to the field. Plus, they're 2-0 right now, but they have weaknesses. What are they? We'll get to those as well. But first, uh, this is brought to you by Xfinity, and Xfinity XFi gives you the speed, coverage, control, and security you need for the ultimate in-home Wi-Fi experience. Score with internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans and proud partner of the Deep Slant podcast. So let's get right to it. Let's catch up with second-year defensive lineman Charles Amenahu on the Deep Slant podcast. Charles, the last time we spoke, it was training camp, so here you are couple games into the season what's it been like to actually get out there and play football I know it's something that we had talked a lot about this offseason but to actually go out there and and be back on the field again it's got to feel great I imagine yeah no it feels good um feels good being out there just you know saying it'll feel better once we get a dub on the board but um it feels good and then that Baltimore game you got your first sack um, mm-hmm. I know you talked a lot about this offseason how you really wanted to work on your pass rush technique and and all that. Did you feel like once you were on the field that a lot of that has come in handy so far, even though it is early in the season? Yeah, it's been it's been okay. Uh, still, I think I still have a long ways to go. I gotta just hone in on whatever my game plan is going to be that week. I gotta hone in on that and really work it and practice, and then just execute like do it in the game. Don't overthink it. Just go, and um, that's why I think I've been telling myself just go, just go with. Whatever that plan, the plan is on that rush, just go with it and try and execute it. And then also work games as well to get a feel of the guy. But, I mean, I study whoever I'm going to go against uh, from center to, and both guards. I study them instance, uh, a lot uh, just so I have an understanding. So I just know this is my plan. This is what they do, and I'm just go with it. You know, J.J. Watt said something that I – I found really interesting. He said that his conversations with you now, as compared to a year ago, that you guys are having like these really like higher football IQ conversations. I imagine mm-hmm. when you came in as a rookie, you were probably asking him a lot of questions, just being new to the NFL and being, being mm-hmm. a first year player. But he said, no, it's, it's like higher, higher IQ football questions. Would yeah. you agree with that? Is that? Does that come to mind? Like the types of conversations you're having are yeah, a little bit more advanced? 
I mean, yeah, it's just like uh, bouncing off ideas, kind of, and then um, obviously because we work together a lot on games and stuff like that. So just bouncing off ideas, what he thinks about certain guys, because, I mean, he's seen them more than I have. And then just kind of me telling him what, how I feel just based on what I see stance-wise, tales of what's going to happen before the play, things like that. I think that's what he's kind of talking about. I've gone yeah. to, to the point where I can see, you know, it's when it's going to be running past and by stance and formation and things like that. So to be able to see the game through, sort of like through JJ's, JJ's viewpoint, that's got to be so valuable, especially, you know, the fact that you're a second-year player, I would imagine. Yeah, just so I can play faster, you know what I'm saying? And then if you know it's going to be a pass or versus run, if you know it's a pass, then you can kind of change your mode and then get into what pass or moves you're going to work um, based on the guy you're going against. You talk about wanting to play faster and just being a little bit more instinctive, but how much more comfortable and instinctive do you feel – heading into the game at this point this season compared to where you were last year as a rookie. Do you remember where your mindset was at this time last year? Um, I mean, last year a lot, I was playing majority on third down and then kind of spilling on first and second down. This year, a little bit more playing on first and second down, um, but just different because I'm playing inside. So still just, I wouldn't say I'm, lear I'm learning still. I think I have a good grasp of what I'm going to get. It's just okay, now how do I play How do I, How do do I? I play better to become an all-around player and not just a guy that you know can rush, just being an all-around player. And, I mean, that's how I feel like you get the respect of the teammates and respect of the league. Yeah, JJ said that you've improved against the pass and the rush. So what about from your perspective? Where do you feel like you've really improved? Uh, I still think I got to be better versus the run. Just, um, like I said, playing inside – Pad level is a lot more important now because I'm 6'6". Six, six. Um, and then just continue to get extension, understanding how different guys get to block you. Because, I mean, on the outside, the blocks are very simple. So you just know inside it could be a little bit different. And then depending on the guy, it can be set up differently at how he's going to – how he gets to that block. Password-wise inside, I think it's, it's easier for me. Just, like I said, I got to – whatever move I have in mind, I got to go with it and stick with it and run through it with it and adjust on the fly. All right, so on Sunday, you're going to face Ben Roethlisberger. He's in year mm -hmm. 17. So yeah. I was doing the math a little bit. You're, what, 23 years old? Yeah, so yeah. when, when Big Ben was a rookie, you were, what, I, safe to say you were, what, six years old? Is that about yeah. right? Yeah. So did you grow up watching Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, it's the first time you're going to face him. What is that mm -hmm. like to pass rush a guy that you essentially grew up watching? Yeah, I mean, I remember Big Ben when they were in the Super Bowl, when they played that Super Bowl game for the Seahawks. I remember the Arizona Super Bowl. So, yeah, I've watched them. But, I mean, just another guy on the list. You know what I'm saying? Another team that we got to play in a, a game that's uh, highly important, very, very important. Uh, like I said, winning is where everything everything gets better when you win. It's fun when you win. So, that's the main goal. That's the first goal. But, obviously, I want to sack him. So, um, my mindset is on – Again, whatever combination of guard that they have out there, um, study them, uh, understand what my plan is going to be and go with it and get to that quarterback by any means necessary. You have to get to the quarterback by any means necessary, and it's been such different quarterbacks. Obviously, the mm -hmm. first two weeks you faced two very young, mobile quarterbacks, and now mm -hmm. obviously more veteran pocket passer. Does it change your approach to the game at all, depending on what sort of quarterback is back there for you? Um, I mean, you just know you have a little bit more freedom, but no, you still got to 
still the Russians still got you still got to win. And then I mean, difference with him, he's like six four two forty. So you definitely when you when you do win, you have to finish. You got to break at the ball. You got to rake at his arms, get him down. Uh, you can't go in for the kill shot. You just got to get him down because I mean, he's throughout his time in playing, you've seen him. The guys are hanging on him, and he's still throwing the ball. He shrugs guys off. So you just got to make sure when you get there, you, you tackle him and wrap him up, almost form tackle. What about playing in this time of COVID? I know we talked about it in training camp, how different it was, but to get tested all the time. I know this city went through a tropical storm, and you guys mm -hmm. still came in and got tested. During the bye week, you're still going to get tested. What's that been like? Have you adjusted to it a little bit more? What's the toughest part, or is it really not? Is it really not really a big deal anymore for you? No, I think it's just it's just, it's a way of how things are now. So um, it is what it is. You guys got to do it and then go about your day. So I mean, I think it's it is what it is. You go with it. Not a big deal anymore. All right. Well, we're looking so much forward to seeing you the rest of the year, Charles Amenahu on the deep slant. One-on-one -on -one presented by Xfinity. Always a pleasure, Charles. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. Enjoy catching up with Amena, who's really coming into his own here in year two, and he's looking good uh, up there with J.J. Watt. Lots of things he wants to get better at. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, he is going to get better as the year goes on because the um, – the reviews were very, very good for, for Charles Amenhu coming from Anthony Weaver and some of his teammates here in the offseason about how hard that he worked uh, to improve his pass rush. So can't wait to see what Amenahu brings to the field and can't wait to see what happens on Sunday when the Houston Texans head up to Heinz Field for their Week 3 matchup. They're looking to get their first win of the year. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh is 2-0. and And if you talk to the beat writers and some of the reporters up there, they're worried about this matchup because – it's going to be the first real big challenge that they've had um, in a quarterback and facing Deshaun Watson. Of course, the Texans want to get a first W for the 2020 season, as you heard Charles Menehu say a little bit earlier. But what does the Steelers team bring to the field, and what's it going to be like with Big Ben back um, in the fold? We've seen what he can do in all the years that he's been on the field, but uh, you know the offense is a little bit different this year, and the defense may be different, but you know what? The still, the still the same. Uh, tough physical defense that they've always been. So let's get into it. Let's talk 2020 Steelers with Missy Matthews, beat reporter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right here on the Deep Slant Podcast, presented by Xfinity. Missy Matthews, so happy to have you. I've talked to you, Missy, at the at the Pro Bowl. It seems very weird now that uh, we're in season and this is how things are conducted. But how's it been for you? How's 2020 been covering the Steelers? Um, it's been a little different, I think, as is the case for everybody, even the players and coaches. Um, we normally go away for training camp and everybody stays in dorm rooms. It's a very intimate setting. Uh, team building, as Coach Tomlin likes to call it, that obviously did not happen this year. The Steelers, for the first time in over 50 years, practice at Heinz Field. So it was just, you know, very different, like everybody is experiencing, but uh, definitely happy that football is being played and that we are rolling through the season. Exciting matchup here in week three. I think obviously the big storyline is going to be the Watt family reunion. So pretty much any point in the game, you can turn it on and you're, you're going to see a Watt brother on the field, <laughs> whether it's uh, Texans defense, Steelers defense, even Derek Watt on special teams. So I know you've had a chance to catch up with Derek and TJ up there in Pittsburgh. Uh, is the excitement level like 100 on a scale of 1 to 10 for the Watt brothers uh, getting to see J.J. on the field this week? Well, I mean, I, I definitely think for them it's special. You know, they are the younger brothers. They've played together, Derek and TJ, that is, in high school. They played in college together. They're now experiencing it in the NFL. Uh, so it is, 
you know, similar to them, but to have three brothers in one game, uh, it hasn't happened since 1927 until last year. We actually had the Edmonds brothers, three of them, two on the Steelers, one on the Buffalo Bills play in the same game. Um, but I just think when you think of the Watt family, you think of JJ first. And I think for TJ, as soon as the Steelers drafted him, it was, you know, I don't want to be known as JJ's little brother. I want to create my own name. And I think it is fair to say, and you would probably even agree that TJ has done so. Um, but when the Steelers did sign Derek this off season, I had a chance to Skype with the two of them together. They were back home in Wisconsin. You could tell they were just like, we don't want to do this. Uh, you know, it's just like, we're here to play football. We want to talk about the game. It's not so much about, you know, the brother thing, but it is a big deal. And, you know, I can imagine for their parents, what a special moment uh, that will be. And definitely, I know, you know, we've talked to Mrs. Watt before. I'm sure she's going to want the photo of the three of them in their NFL uniforms hanging up in a nice big picture frame in their house. I'm sure it's going to be such a special moment for her. JJ gets asked about it all the time. And, uh, you know, I just love seeing the banter between him and his brothers on Twitter. As far as TJ making a name for himself, he certainly has done that just in uh, the win against Denver last week. He put up some, some pretty good numbers, two and a half sacks, two and a half TFLs, four quarterback hits. He's going to face Deshaun Watson for the first time in his career because the last time these two teams met, Deshaun was already – on IR. So uh, let me throw a next gen stat to you presented by AWS. The Steelers rank second in the NFL with 10 sacks through the first two weeks of the season. They trail only Washington, who has 11. So tell me about the Steelers defense. They're always tough, they're always physical. What has really stood out to you this year about them? Um, how fast they're playing. Uh, the communication, you can tell that was a step from 2019 just to this point. I know it's only two games, uh, but they have a core group of guys who made such strides last season and they are back. Uh, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick finally had a full off season, even though it was virtual with the Steelers defense. And, you know, TJ always says, we want to play fast. We want to be physical. And we're not hiding the fact that we are going to come after your quarterback. Coach Tomlin even said after this game that, you know, other than the field corners, we're going to bring anybody at any time. And that's their game. And they're not ashamed, you know, to say that out loud and to let you know that they're going to bring it. Uh, even just the substitutions in terms of the depth among the defense. Uh, Coach Tomlin was talking about that in his weekly press conference. To be able to play the way they are, to blitz so much, you have to be able to rotate guys in to give people breaks. Uh, there was a, a, a series during the Giants in week one where it was 18 or 19 plays, and you could just tell the defense was like, all right, Cam Hayward ended up getting an interception of Daniel Jones, but still it's – for the, the game that they are playing on defense, they definitely need some extra bodies. You know, TJ and Bud Dupree both come off a little bit, and some of the other guys are rotating in for them just to let them breathe, and then they come back on and they bring the heat. Well, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's in year 17. It seems like he was gone a really long time after last year's season-ending elbow injury, but he's back. We've heard talks about him retiring or not retiring, but – here he is. He's, it's week three. He's already put up five touchdowns to just one interception. What have you seen from Big Ben and his return? He looks healthy coming off the injury, um, but you know how has it been for him having just such a weird offseason and not really being able to get back to work on the field until the season started? 
Yeah, I think it's just getting a chance to reacclimate himself with some of the wide receivers or tight ends that he knew prior to getting injured a week two of 2019, like Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald. But for some of the new guys, Deontay Johnson's in his second year, Chase Claypool, the rookie that the Steelers took in the second round this year out of Notre Dame. I think it's just getting timing down with those guys. After the, the game against the Broncos, you know, Ben, every question it was, what can the offense do better? It's like, well, I have to play better. You know, our defense bailed us out. He was very hard on himself um, and said, you know, our guys in terms of the wide receivers, they were in the right spot. I wasn't hitting them on some of them. He threw an interception that I think he knew that ball should not have been thrown. So I think it's just getting some of that timing down. I think uh, his arm, the strength, that's not what people are worrying about. Coach Tomlin even said this week, you know, just knocking up some more of that rust as they get going here in the season. Well, we heard so much about him wanting to retire. Can you give any insight as to what sort of went into that decision to stick with the Steelers and come back for year 17? He actually uh, did a little YouTube docu-series uh, chronicling his surgery, the decision to have the surgery last year. Um, and he has said it numerous times this year. It's like, you know, I knew this was a special team, especially with the way the defense played last year. I think uh, it was a different perspective for Ben watching from the sidelines after he had surgery i mean they were literally taking stitches out of his arm after watching this docu-series inside heinz field and he's coming out on the sidelines to help be there for the team last year so he even said that was such a different perspective of watching football and knowing that you can't play and yeah you can help when a guy comes to the sideline but that's pretty much it so uh you know ben is still taking that i'm going to take it year to year but he still has another year left on his contract so i don't i don't think uh we're gonna have to worry about any retirement talk uh anytime soon well he's already got his favorite two targets it seems like their chemistry is coming along really nicely just in these first few weeks juju smith schuster and deontay johnson you mentioned them uh, those two have been such big targets for him, but they're, they seem very different in their role in the offense. What, what makes them so unique? Well, I think Juju is kind of coming into his own. Last year was definitely a down year for him. Uh, of course, the Steelers played three different quarterbacks. You know, you go in thinking you have Ben Roethlisberger. We saw what Juju was able to do his rookie year. And Juju was in the same draft class as TJ Watt and James Conner. And those guys kind of, they got started early uh, in their careers. And it's crazy to think that this is year four for them. Um, but Deontay Johnson, uh, that is the one that I'm very interested in seeing because Ben has said some pretty high praises for him. Uh, obviously did not get to work with him more than six quarters last year, but Deontay was, you know, wasn't playing as much his rookie year. So I do think they're kind of figuring it out. And Ben has really spread the ball out nicely. Uh, you know, Chase Claypool's now getting involved. We saw his 84-yard touchdown against the Broncos in week two. Um, and even the tight ends, Eric Ebron is somebody the Steelers signed in free agents. That's kind of a big free agent signing for the Steelers who typically like to build through the draft. So I think Ben and Ebron are probably still getting on the same page too as well. All right. Tell me about this run, run game because uh, we know of James Conner, but Benny Snell's also in there. And it seems like their numbers are pretty identical. They've each had 22 carries through the first two weeks. Is that something that you foresee uh, the Steelers doing moving forward, having a two-back set out there? Or do you see one of them becoming a three-down back as the season progresses? Well, Coach Tomlin has always said he likes to have a bell cow, and uh, that has been James Conner. Now, he did get hurt week one in the Giants game. That's when Benny Snell stepped in. He did have a fumble, though, week one and week two, and for a second-year guy, that's obviously not something you want to be dealing with, just in terms of his confidence. Um, we did see some Benny Snell in week two, but it was mainly James Conner. He's the one that scored the touchdown. He had a great 59-yard run to really seal the game against the Broncos after Terrell Edmonds 
interception. So I think it's still going to be James Conner moving forward. I think Benny Snell has shown he can be the guy that can tote the ball. But again, with those fumbles, that's something, you know, the ball security you have to work on. And I, I don't think you're going to get as many opportunities now that it's been two fumbles in two games. All right. I saw in week one, uh, Zach Banner going down and it seemed like, you know, he had done a lot to win that starting job at right tackle. But, you know, what does he, what does that loss mean to the team? How do they uh, find someone to step up in his place? And, and what's that been like so far losing Banner? Well, it was a pretty tight race in between Zach Banner and Chuk Sakura for, for that right tackle spot. Uh, they moved Matt Filer, who was there last year. He's now playing left guard. So, in terms of losing Banner, I guess the silver lining in it is that he's a good team guy. He's a big personality. He's well-liked amongst everybody. But Chooks and him were really in a fight for that job. It really came down to that final few days before we really head into Labor Day and the week one preparations where Coach Tomlin announced Banner as the starter. And he said the entire time that both guys were starter capable. So I guess in that sense, you have a good backup there. Um, but Dave DeCastro has not practiced at all in week one or two, hopefully going to start practicing here in week three. We'll see if he's able to go against the Texans. That'd be huge for the Steelers offensive line. Uh, they started a rookie there uh, this week, this past week in week two in Kevin Dotson, Stefan Wisniewski, another offseason signing. He was brought in to add depth. He kind of was filling in for DeCastro. Spent a lot of time there at right guard during training camp, but then he got hurt as well. So now he is on IR. So even in terms of the run game, as you were asking me before, there's been a lot of shuffling on O-line. So hopefully DeCastro can come back to the Steelers at some point. They did not put him on IR. He just hasn't been practicing, hasn't been uh, active on game day. But yeah, for Chuk for you know, you didn't get the job initially, but you know, football injuries change everything. So hopefully he can do well there at the right tackle spot. All right, Mizzy, how about for you heading into week three? What are some of the big storylines you're working on for the Steelers? Well, uh, hopefully going to be doing a sit down with Joe Hayden. He picked up his first interception last week against the Broncos. He's just one of those veteran guys on the defense. Um, he just has that personality about him that really draws the younger guys to him. Uh, it was just crazy to think back. I remember our fourth preseason game. We were down in Carolina getting ready to face the Panthers and Cleveland cut him and the Steelers picked him up. And, you know, he played with Marquise Pouncey at Florida. He had some of those connections and it was just crazy what he was able to do with his career. Um, but I, I really want to see what the Steelers defense this week does in terms of preparing to face Deshaun Watson. I think compared to the first two quarterbacks, well, three quarterbacks, the Denver game they faced too. Um, you know, coach said it's going to be a ridiculous challenge to stop him in all areas of his game. So for the Steelers defense, they've looked great the first two weeks. They definitely got a little sloppy in terms of penalties week two. But yeah, I, I want to see them go against Deshaun Watson and to see, you know, I think this is a really good test to see where the Steelers 2020 defense is. We'll be looking forward to the matchup. Missy Matthews, team reporter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Missy, always appreciate the time and uh, let's catch up soon. <laughs> Yes, I love that. Love catching up with Missy. I actually saw her uh, at the Pro Bowl in Orlando, and uh, she was able to help me get an interview with TJ Watt. We were chatting about him being um, going up as a AP Defensive Player of the Year the same night as JJ was hosting SNL, and I was wondering where the Watt family would be. Would they be uh, would they be at the NFL Honors uh, Awards program, or would they be in New York City watching JJ? Well, if they were with 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 uh with TJ as they should be, but they they recorded JJ and watched him later, so um, uh, a good time to catch up with 
stars from all around the league is the Pro Bowl. Don't know what's going to happen this year with the Pro Bowl. It is in Las Vegas, so I'm rooting for it to happen. I think a, a trip to Vegas is much needed for all of us, is it not right now? But anyway, hopefully that never happens because that means the Texans, um, you know, they'll be playing in the, the big game after that. But first, got to get a win up on the board. Hopefully they can do it on Sunday. Be sure to follow our pregame show because we're going to have all of the latest storylines. Who's active, who's in the game, who's out of the game, what the Texans need to do for a win. We'll give you a first look at the players warming up up there at Heinz Field. That's Texans Unlimited presented by Verizon. It'll be Drew Doherty, myself. We check in with Mark Vandermeer. We check in with John Harris. And uh, you can catch that on social media, on Facebook and on YouTube. I think HoustonTexans.com, Game Day Central will have it. Of course, if you download the Houston Texans mobile app, you can watch it there as well. And, you know, they've got the arcade presented by Reliant, so you can always play some games and win some prizes. So, you know what? You might as well just download the app because you can pretty much get everything there. Or check out HoustonTexans.com, Game Day Central. I'm usually writing stories during the game, but we post highlights, um, the press conferences, anything that's happening during the game. Just follow along. And uh, we've got it all for you up there on HoustonTexans.com and the Houston Texans mobile app. So anyway, that's just my little plug at the end of my podcast because that's going to do it for another Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. So glad you could join us. Thank you as always for listening. And as always, go Texans.